Hey, it's me, Rod Morgan, longtime listener and semi-professional host of the Morganino Podcast, a pop culture, music, and entertainment podcast on the Morganino Podcast Network. Listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts? <laughs> yeah, we know podcast listeners. We never do this. Rod, you and I are coming back the day after to do a little intro to the show because there is some huge news that has come out since we stopped taping. You're talking about uh, Kevin Owens and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin fighting at WrestleMania, right? That's the big news you're talking about? No, Alexa Bliss has been added as the last mystery opponent in the Elimination Chamber. Uh. I was right. I picked Alexa Bliss to win it. Well, the listeners, don't, Alexa Bliss. the listeners don't know that you've done that yet. You, Jimmy does correctly predict Alexa Bliss later in this podcast. I know, and that's why we're talking about it now. I'm so excited about that. Um, so anyway, just enjoy the rest of the show. Now, uh, everybody, listen, huge news today. We recorded during Raw last night, and a couple things have happened since then. Obviously, yes, Alexa Bliss was named as the mystery opponent. Not too big. As Kevin Owens was talking last night about how horrible Texas was, I made an offhanded comment to Rod saying, well, it looks like he's going to get a stunner or a tombstone. It may be, Rod, and I'm bearing the lead. Don't worry, I'm bearing the lead. It may be, we actually have a match between Kevin Owens and Steve Austin at WrestleMania. They've reached out to him. It's been 19 years since Austin was last in a WrestleMania wrestled a wrestling match. They want to sell tickets in Texas. This is a pretty good way to do it, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I've been on this podcast constantly screaming for The Rock to show back up, but I'd imagine you might even get some more butts and seats in Texas with the Rattlesnake than even the uh, the People's Champ. So, I mean, this is absolutely huge. Stone Cold Steve Austin is one of the guys that sort of got me back into wrestling. We've kind of gone over the story here on the podcast at different times. I was, of course, a fan of wrestling as a kid, as most of us are. Went away from it a little bit, came back to it in the Monday Night Wars era, and Stone Cold Steve Austin was appointment viewing for me, so... I understand that he is advanced in age and he has some serious neck problems, but if we can get the rattlesnake in the ring, I'm all for it. And now, the big news of the day. This news is crazy. You're going to have to help me out on this. The American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, is not re-signing with AEW. A company, Rod, he basically founded... Cody Rhodes is a free agent. He released a statement today thanking AEW for everything. Brandy Rhodes, his wife, who did a lot of stuff uh, behind the scenes with AEW and was an on-air character as well, she released a statement thanking them. Tony Khan released a statement thanking them. Rod, Cody Rhodes is a free agent, and if he's not resigning with AEW, he's going to go to WWE. And this is the first big name to go from AEW to WWE. Cannot believe this. I would have guessed about a thousand people before him. AEW lost Cody Rhodes today. I, you know, and we have a little bit of a AEW back and forth later in the podcast as well. And I take one of my pot shots at the AEW fans, but now I feel sort of bad about that because I would imagine AEW fans are a little bit bummed out about this. I got to figure that Cody Rhodes being an EVP. Is, a, is the driving force behind a lot of these great decisions that AEW has made to rise them like a rocket ship to the point that they're at right now. And I I would be a little bit worried if I was an AEW fan that, uh, that Tony Khan might be falling into Vince McMahon syndrome here. Basically, what we spend the whole rest of this podcast complaining about may be starting to happen to the AEW squad. I hear that... Uh, that Tony Khan might be getting a little uh, a little power hungry, a little uh, too big for his britches, thinking he knows the wrestling business, and maybe Cody didn't like that. Or, or, he was a free agent, and the WWE came to him and said, hey, Cody, here's $3.5 million, because we're a billion-dollar company right now. Which you talk about you later in the podcast. Why don't you come on over here? I think, I mean, and, and people, and listen, I, I don't know. I don't think they're going to do this right, okay? But he's not going to be stardust in, in, in two weeks, okay? Uh, I, I think that you are going to bring in somebody who made a name for himself on the indies, made a name for himself, creating a competitor for you. This is a huge signing. They're going to bring him in with a lot of fanfare. He needs to go right to the top, and he needs to, he really does need to, to be in main event feuds. He really does. So he's going to the WWE to wrestle because now you watch way more AEW than I do. 
But I haven't seen Cody Rhodes wrestle very often in all of my times going over to AEW. He seemed to be just more of a shot caller, a Bischoff type, an Adam Pierce type. So you say he's coming to the WWE to wrestle and be a main event superstar and not necessarily a WWE official who's running a show? Oh, he's definitely going to be a wrestler. So the past couple of months, he's had a lot going on. They've had Roads to the Top, which is a, his, his reality show. Because every also, wrestler has to get a, a, a garbage reality show deal from a network that has a wrestling show. I mean, how many of these have we seen? Uh, it has to be done. Um, but he, he's been without a contract here for a little while. He had his final match a, a few weeks ago, I believe. Uh, and then, you know, it's like, oh, he had to, he actually legit had some personal stuff he had to take care of, I guess. And, and he coming back and they, they just didn't come to an agreement uh, on, on that. So Cody Rhodes leaves WWE. People think he's not going to be anything. He then just has this huge indie following and an offhanded comment by Dave Meltzer saying, I don't think that, you know, no one can get 10,000, you know, I'll bet him a dollar that no one can get 10,000 people for an indie show. And, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, you know, did uh, all in in Chicago. They they got that number, and that kind of started the 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 thinking of Tony Khan that this can happen. Tony Khan, they brought him in as an investor, yada yada yada. AEW was formed with Cody the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega being executive vice presidents. Um, this is huge, uh, I, and I think you know from what I've 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 heard, um, you know, every because I don't know them personally, uh, but uh, everything is you know they've been real close. Everything's fine. It's just you know business is business, and if someone comes to you and says I'm going to give you this amount of money, and maybe Cody had this you know whole no cut contract or something like that, who knows? Uh, but I would say that the downside guarantee has got to be pretty 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 high on this one. Yeah, I mean, it's basically we're seeing in wrestling here, which is like every other professional sport, right? I mean, whoever has the biggest bag usually ends up winning. And as you discuss later in this podcast, Vince McMahon and the WWE, as much as we complain about them creatively, they are winning financially. So he certainly has a big bag that he can offer Cody Rhodes. My only question to you, Jim, is this, okay? Mm-hmm. You spend so much time talking about how people in the WWE get misused. They get mistreated. We, we, we talk about from time to time. Cody Rhodes clearly was a bit of a shot caller where he just came from. Do you really believe he is coming over to WWE to be completely run? Do you think there's any kind of language that might be able to be put in this contract that this dude has more say than your average wrestler? We don't. I mean, first of all, we don't know he's going to WWE. He's going to WWE, though. It could be like a five-match deal, and he just wants to see how it goes. And after those five matches, if something doesn't happen right— Maybe he walks away and goes back to eight. You know, who knows what could happen here? Um, Listen, everything changes in WWE all the time. Uh, Vince McMahon sees people as as he's always seen them. When uh, Johnny Drip Drip came back, put him right with the Miz because that's where he was a decade ago. So it worries me a little bit on what they're going to do with him. And we'll find out very quickly, very quickly. Do you think we're going to see him on Friday? No, I no. Well, I think Friday has already been taped because they're going to go to Saudi Arabia. So Friday's been taped. Okay. Uh, we're not going to see him in Saudi Arabia. I don't. I don't think so. Um, That's tough travel for somebody. You know what I mean? Just to yeah. be able to get to Saudi Arabia right now. There's still some COVID concerns in the world. So to be able to hop on a plane and get there when you weren't expected, yeah, that's probably pretty tough. Yeah. Um, well, WrestleMania you know, I, for sure, right? We got to see him before WrestleMania. There's going to be some sort of story leading to WrestleMania. No. Well, I, you know, people who needs matches. You know, uh, AJ Styles and Cody Rhodes would be a fantastic WrestleMania match. Oh, wow. Um, Edge and Cody Rhodes would be uh, kind of an old school, but, you know. Yeah, because let's save Edge from having to fight Miz again at WrestleMania, please. Well, and here's the thing. If Miz comes out when Cody Rhodes is talking and Miz is the first person, it's over. It's over. And I have a very sneaking suspicion that that might be it, and that would suck. I'm I'm sorry. That would be a horrendous opponent for him at anything WrestleMania. Oh, they could do the whole white. Oh goodness, they they could. Yeah, don't be Miz. Anyone but Miz. But you know that's what they're gonna do. It's gonna be like the battle of the reality shows, right? Miz and Mrs. are gonna brag that their show's way better than Roads to the Top. And I mean, come on, you know that's what we're gonna see. You have no confidence that Vince McMahon is gonna be able to make this thing be a boom for WWE. So that's why I'm amazed that you are so pumped about this news. Knowing you as well as I do, you know full well that this thing's going to be botched in four months. 
The only saving grace is this is the one person going from AEW to WWE that's big. Yes. And they want to show that you can come over and you can get treated right, get get paid a lot of money, and be happy in WWE as well. That's so a good we'll point. See. That's a definitely good point. I hope that Vince understands that this is something he needs to do, right? We we, we so often talk about how the, the boss man does what the boss man wants to do and doesn't worry about the repercussions, but I think he needs to be thinking – about the future health of his business here. And you're absolutely right. He needs to show that it is possible to come from AEW to WWE and still be like you're at a playground because that's clearly why all these guys leave WWE and go to AEW because they feel that AEW is more of a playground for their artistic talents. Exactly. So a lot of big news. Obviously, it's going uh, you know day by day here. Everything changes. Uh, we're going to definitely be back next week to recap uh, everything that happened in Saudi Arabia, and we'll probably have some more news on Austin Owens and Cody Rhodes. Uh, hopefully, Alexa Bliss has won the, the chamber then as the number one contender. But Damn right. uh, coming up next is, well, our show uh, that we uh, that we did, that we recorded during Raw yesterday. It's a good show. It's a solid, solid show. show. Solid show. We talk about a lot of uh, financial implications for WWE. We talk about the Elimination Chamber, which looks to be a good show. And we talk about Brock Lesnar on the Pat McAfee show, which if you haven't seen it, YouTube it. And I give all praise to Charlotte Flair again, but that's not shocking to anybody. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the, uh, I don't know, the preview. Uh, And here is our show. Welcome to the How We Know Podcast, part of the Morgan You Know's Podcast. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Hot Rod. Rod, how are you today? I'm I'm excited. I'm fired up. We are recording on Valentine's Day, the day after the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, if you're not happy on a day like today, Jimmy, something's wrong with you. It's a pretty good week to be a sports fan. You know, last week we had the huge NBA trade deadline, all those moves taking place. We had the Super Bowl. We have Raw tonight, we have SmackDown, we have the Elimination Chamber. What more can you ask for? Oh, we got something, Rod. We got a wrestling promo to start the Super Bowl. What world are we living in? We're living in a good world where it is good to be a wrestling fan. We have news about AEW. We have WWE premium live event around the corner. And oh yeah, the biggest television event in the world thought, you know what we need to crank this up a notch, what we need to get people more fired up, what we need that is the one person that can bring all of us together in this divided world. We need Dwayne The Rock Johnson to come out here and do a G-rated version of all the promos Rocky cut in his wrestling days, but we're going to put him right on the field, and we're going to have him get the crowd even more fired up, and it's it's, it's a huge day for wrestling, all right? Whether you like The Rock, don't like The Rock, whether you want to make fun of his shirt, whether you want to say it was cheesy, it was a huge day for wrestling, and us as wrestling junkies should be excited about it. Like, they were doing the kickoff, and they're like, no, 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 no. Wait, the Rock's gonna come out. So you just just know your role. Rock's gonna come out. Then we'll kick the ball. Exactly. Uh, I thought it was amazing that they did that. Uh, uh, yeah. Whatever. You know. You you got to do what you got to do to get uh, as many uh, eyes on your product as possible. I don't know if it was possible to do that with the Super Bowl, uh, but I digress. We start off the Super Bowl with a, a wrestling promo. We're going to start off our show with a couple of news and notes, and then we're going to get to the premium live event from. Saudi Arabia, the elimination. They've trained chamber. me so well. I'm saying only premium live event now. Even when we're not recording on the podcast and I'm just talking to people in random life, I'm saying premium live event. So as part of the uh the build up for Raw tonight, which is in Indianapolis, it's about uh five miles eh, about ten which miles. Which actually, from my you house. know what? I do so many apologies anymore on these episodes, Jim, but I just try to keep it real for the listeners. That's my sure. bad. I should have paid more attention to the calendar. I should have it's my birthday on Wednesday. I could have easily oh, wow. cashed in a birthday present and been down there with you, and we could have been in Raw in person and, and just Jimmy, that's on me. That's E me, and I apologize to you and the listeners. Because frankly, with Raw being this close to me, I should have been there. Well, that's okay, and obviously I should have been there too, but my children would have killed me, and they're not going to Raw that's 8 to 11 p.m. on a school night. I'm sorry. That, that's a little late, so can't do that to them. But uh, 
Pat McAfee, who uh, we, we both know I'm a huge fan of his show, and he's obviously a color commentator on SmackDown as well. And he had, Rod, one of the best interviews I have ever seen and heard in my life today with none other than Cowboy Brock Lesnar was in the Pat McAfee show. Rod, if I were to tell you that these three things happened, and you got to tell me one thing that didn't happen. I need, because you haven't seen this, correct? Correct. I have not. I'm excited because what McAfee is great at is he mixes people at ease. Okay. So people are completely at ease with McAfee. And now is he a Mike Wallace, morally safer interviewee? (laughs) Probably not. But people feel incredibly comfortable with him. So he is able to get things out of people. So I'm excited to to hear my choices here. I don't believe anything could be said. So I'm going to have a tough time. So one of these things did not happen. Uh, Brock Lesnar. Rode a tricycle today. Brock Lesnar said the Lord's Prayer today. Brock Lesnar sang one of the guys happy birthday today. And finally, Brock Lesnar broke a table today. Two of those things didn't happen. Two of those things didn't happen. All right, I'm going to guess that he... He rode a tricycle. I'm going to guess that he rode a tricycle because that's just A1 comedy material, putting somebody that large on a tricycle. That's going to get a laugh every time. And I'm also going to believe that he broke a table because, I mean, that's just that's just wrestling lore right there. So I'm going to go with those two as the things that he actually did. Even though you could definitely convince me he was singing to somebody because he's been in quite the jovial mood every time he cuts his promos these days. Rod, he said the Lord's Prayer. Was he was he quoting the Metallica song or was he doing no, the real Lord's he was, Prayer? He was saying the Lord's Prayer. He and McAfee. Lesnar was on fire today. It was like he was just one of the boys in there. He did not sing Happy Birthday. He was not on a tricycle. Um, he accidentally broke a table and then just completely broke the table. Uh, just with his bare hands. He threw a set of headphones at the very end up in the rafters. He was doing all of the Pat McAfee shtick. The what, what, what type thing. Um, he would play around with them. Uh, he was there promoting SummerSlam or SummerSlam uh, Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia. And, and then also some seasoning that he that he does. But uh, it Rod, oh, sorry, some seasoning like, like yeah, some like steak like, seasoning. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. OK. Yeah. Well, he talked about he talked about he um, he hunts so much in his land in uh, in Canada that he's like, I need a butcher shop. So he made a butcher shop. He just created one, and now he's learning on YouTube how to how to butcher meat. Uh, and he got with some guys that he watched on YouTube. Yada yada yada. They're making stuff. It was an amazing interview, and it was the Brock Lesnar that it, we're kind of seeing a little bit more now, uh, a little bit more outgoing, a little more funny. Uh, it's working, dude. It is working. I'm all in. Yeah, babyface Brock. I mean, who knew that Brock Lesnar, who people used to get so angry about when he would pop back in because guys like you would say, same old, same old, we've seen this out of Lesnar before. We're, we're definitely getting something new out of Lesnar in a world where we need a babyface. I, I don't think I would have put my money on Brock Lesnar, but that's who's saving us right now. Also, during the interview, he had a lot of things to say. He had a lot to say about Vince McMahon uh, and about Dana White. Uh, so he did kind of go real in there. But he also had something to say about the younger generation of wrestlers. And this is a quote, and I really want to kind of get into this a little bit. Um, he now said... For, now, for our, for, our more, for our more casual out there, Jimmy, who are we talking about, right? Where's where's the age division? Who are the old wrestlers that we see on Raw and a constant basis? And who is this young crowd that he may be talking about? I don't think he cares. Uh, no, uh, but it's Lesnar, it's Edge, it's Randy Orton. Um it's Goldberg, Undertaker. So is, Rollins sort of, is Rollins sort of in the middle there with Reigns? They're, they're considered more the middle breed, and then there's guys younger I would than think them. they're this, still the younger generation, I think. Okay. I think I'm just trying to figure out who exactly generation. he might be throwing shade at, because I feel like we're about to get some shade here. Oh, well, you'll, you'll hear right here in this quote. He goes, get over. Figure out how to effing, get o- or effing put asses in the seats. Not worry about your next high spot. Figure out how the hell I can be different, how I can make money. So that's his quote. And I want to hear your feedback on that. Do you think that applies to the younger generation? And is that something the younger generation can do? 
I mean, it's absolutely something they can do, right? I mean, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. Russell Westbrook can change right now for me to go to the NBA on you real sure. quick like I, like yep, I often yep, do. Yep, yep. Russell Westbrook can change, right? He yes. can move a little bit more off the ball. He can try to improve his free throw shooting and his three-point shooting and try to be more of the player that the Lakers need. But will he? Uh, no, I, I highly doubt that, right? So I think everything that Brock is talking about here is something these younger generation can do, but are they willing to do it? I would, I would side more with, with Lesnar these days. I just, I, I hate sounding like the old guy here that just says, oh, angry at clouds, get off my lawn. But I work with quite a few 20 year olds. I interact with quite a few more on just a customer basis as in they're on my mail route. And yeah, I don't know. I just don't know if they quite have it. They, they awfully... They awfully seem to think that things are just supposed to come to them because, well, why wouldn't they? And I just, I don't know that that's how it works. And it, and it makes things tough in the wrestling business because I think Brock's absolutely right. Every single person that all of these youngsters grew up idolizing had to do so much work to get to the point where then they were idolized. And I just don't think the, the younger generation quite understands it. But I could be wrong because I'm not a wrestler. Oh, you're wrong. Because here, here's what I'm, I'm thinking. How can a wrestler... In WWE right now, a new wrestler, a young wrestler, get over when they were already over, let's say, oh, I don't know, in NXT, and then they're brought up to the main roster, and they change everything and push them away and push them down. So they're trying to be different. They're trying to get money, but then they're saddled with these horrible gimmicks. Carrying Cross, perfect example. But are we sure that he could really get over is what I would is is what I would respond back with, right? He was over. He and Scarlett had a fantastic entrance. They had a fantastic duo. Their matches were fine. He's good on the mic. They took care of everything. They brought him up. No Scarlett, new mask, loses first match. Uh, How how is someone supposed to get over when they're given that? See, but I, see, I love this conversation right now. I do, and I'm sorry if I'm going to take us on a bit of a tangent here, but we'll, we'll, I promise it. we'll get back to what we want to do, right? But this comes up for, for me in the NBA as well, right? You just hear these guys so often, ah, vibes. I want vibes. I want to feel good. I want to be where I'm at and where I can be my best and all this. That, whatever happened to rules? Whatever happened to regulations? Whatever happened to, you know what? This is kind of how things work around here, and you need to figure out a way to work within that system. I'm not going to upend and completely change my system to fit you just because you seem to have a little bit of talent. There's a lot of guys that have rolled through here that have talent, and some of them were able to figure it out and work within the boundaries of the organization, and others weren't. Am I am I so wrong for thinking that, Jim? I think the there is no organization though. That's the issue. They they don't have a plan. There's no there's no playbook, if you will. It's oh we're gonna do this. Oh we're gonna do that way. Oh we're gonna you know what? Put a mask on. Oh you know what? Uh you those chunks don't work. Oh you need a new last name. Oh you don't need a last name. There's no direction right now. It changes all the time, and that's got to be super frustrating for people. You know, you use the NBA for an example. Russell Westbrook knew what he was going into. He knew LeBron James and Anthony Davis were on the team. James Harden knew that Kyrie Irving may not be the most, oh, I don't know, dependable person ever, whether it's outside of very, the NBA or a very generous take on Kyrie Irving by okay. you right there. He should be giving you flowers for that take. And... <laughs> And 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 Kevin Durant, Rod. Here's a newsflash: Kevin Durant gets hurt sometimes. Okay, so you know you have these people coming in; they know what to expect. Well, in the WWE, they have no idea what to expect. See, you I disagree. Think? I'm going to push back. Oh no! I mean, they, they expect you the know unexpected. Roman Reigns is going to be at the top. You know that Edge is going to be a guy who's going to get his pops. You know that Goldberg is going to come back every time Saudi Arabia is involved in sure, the previous live event, right? Of course. So you just know that there's certain things that are going to happen. You know that if The Rock decides to Dane the WWE with his presence, he's going to be the guy that gets the biggest pop, right? You know. You're going to have to have three to four minute matches on TV regularly because that's just how you understand what the system is. I would push back against that. Now, the system that's set up, is it great? I'm not telling you that. But what I am saying is that these people understand the system, which with their ass to work in. How do you get over if you constantly are in a 50-50 booking? Austin Theory, for example, young up-and-comer. Doing his best. He's got the little selfie gimmick that's been rehashed a couple times, but he's got that going. He has the rub from Vince McMahon, and then what happens to uh, on Raw? He jumps on – first of all, Brock Lesnar uses him as a hat rack, and then he jumps on Brock Lesnar's Mac, back, actually jumps over his back, and gets uh, Suplex City. I mean, that's not doing anything for him. That's not changing anything. He, that's not his fault. Okay, that's the writing. That's the booking. We're booking people to not get over. So how can you get over if you're put in a place not to? 
I just, I, well, whatever happened to you got to crawl before you can walk, right? I mean, Roman Reigns was booed and the WWE tried to get him over and all of the above for so long, right? And then something without the WWE's control, I feel like, happened to him and he came back and it, people had softened him up for a little bit, right? I'm not advocating for more folks to get cancer, okay? But what I am saying is that okay, there's I'm gonna nothing sure wrong. We, I'm going to put that in the show notes. Rod does not feel cancer gets people over good. Okay, got it. Um, but what I am saying is you need to be around. You need to put in the work and you need to be there and you need to go on the roller coaster and you just never know what might happen. Did people think CM Punk was going to pop at some point? Probably not. You just never know exactly what's going to happen. You just have to be around. There's nothing wrong with putting in the work. Now, guys are getting cut and I can't do anything about that. You got me there. But what I will say is don't come on to the WWE and don't expect to all of a sudden be somebody who's just going to start showing up and you're going to get big time minutes in the last 20 minutes of SmackDown or Raw. That's definitely not how this is going to work. How about get a good five minutes at the beginning of Raw? How about win some matches in a row? How about give Austin Theory five or six straight weeks of winning matches so it's like, hey, he could actually do something. See, I, gotta, I, I, I could He's care gonna less be the if first Austin one Theory out, wins, dude. Jim. I could care less if Austin Theory wins. I just like seeing him out there and working and involved in storylines. He can lose every match as far as I'm concerned, and I understand that the guy's going to have to be there before he gets any kind of a chance to be a Sheamus or an AJ Styles or, God forbid, a Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? I just I understand that I got no problem with him winning and losing. He should lose to these guys. Well, he should lose to those guys, but he could beat other people. That's the issue. He could beat other people. Now, they're all agree with you. There's not enough other people for him to beat. They're all agree with you. That being said, uh, WWE brought in $1.095 billion for fiscal year 2021. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. That's why my argument is so hard history for me to make. of the company. So that's good. Of course, we also uh, let a lot of people, uh, not only talent, go because of budget cuts, but that's okay. Things can happen. Uh, but $1.095 billion, and they've got some uh, – their next kind of TV deal uh, is up. Uh, Hulu right now owns the rights to the next day airing, and you get about an hour and a half of – um, raw and you got about an hour 45 minutes to an hour of smackdown so it's kind of a a pared down version uh, that's the next thing that's up so that'll be interesting to see what happens there is peacock going to take that over is amazon going to get in your little youtube perhaps getting in to see what they can do uh, and then in another couple of years they've got the big um, the rights fees and people say they're not going to get as much i think they're going to get a lot more uh, for this next rights fee so you know they're doing something I think that it, I'm with you. They're going to get more for the rights fee because definitely numbers are down and they're not pulling in as big numbers as I think that the Fox people would like them to pull in, but they are pulling in bigger numbers than anything else Fox can put in that spot. And that's valuable these days. And then Vince, uh, it has been uh, said that Vince loves the product right now, doesn't see any issues. So uh, if you're like me and just doesn't like to see over and over and over and over and over and over again, uh, then well, we're, we're going to be disappointed. Uh, something that wasn't disappointing, we had a debut on Dynamite. Keith Lee made his debut on Dynamite, and uh, it was pretty cool. Did you get a chance to watch that? I did not. Okay. So Keith Lee was looking a little bit bigger than he had been. He just got married here recently to Mia Yim. He's been out of wrestling for, you know, uh, 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 well, 90 days. Uh, but he made his comeback. Bigger he, or smaller than 50 Cent in the halftime show? Uh, well, I mean, a little bit little bit smaller than that. Uh, no. <laughs> I think it's still funny how people are like, why was he upside down? It, it was for the video. It was a it was a while ago. You should have. Yeah. It's because anyway. it's Shorty's birthday. I always thought it had to do something with Shorty's birthday, right? Isn't that what he says in the song? I believe so. <laughs> uh, but he threw Isaiah Cassidy. About 50 feet in the air, about 10 feet in the air, and about 20 feet across the ring. That was awesome. There was a couple of really cool power moves. Uh, he's got to get his ring ring rust off a little bit there. Uh, but he was over more in this match, Rod, than he was ever over in WWE main roster uh, after he was brought up as Bearcat. Of course um, they, he is, they're Jim. Just letting of course him be, he is. Because they're letting him be him. They're not, oh, you're a big guy. You can't do these awesome moves. you got to be able to do some you gotta you gotta let these guys be themselves. I'm sorry, and I and here's the thing, and we're gonna go back to this because you and I definitely disagree on this, which is good for uh, for the podcast for sure. But you know, they, WWE uh, Triple H always said we have a playbook. This is the WWE's playbook. Okay. Well, guess what? If you're Sean McVay 
and you have Jared Goff as your quarterback, you have a playbook, right? Sure. If you then if you then bring in Matthew Stafford, you're going to change that playbook to suit Matthew Stafford, which they did. If you bring in a Kyler Murray, he doesn't have the same uh, the, the the same skills that Stafford does, and vice versa. You're going to change that playbook to get the best out of the people you have. Matt Nagy for the Bears never changed his playbook, no matter who the quarterback was. And now Matt Nagy is not on the Bears anymore. He's Love not when the you coach get mad anymore. At Matt Nagy. Okay, it's very simple. You bring in people, you use their strengths, you highlight their strengths, you hide their weaknesses, and you get a great product. Now you can work on their weaknesses. That's fine, but you need to emphasize their strengths. And that's what AEW has been doing right now. Are they bringing a lot of people in? Yes. A lot of different storylines going on? Yes. But it's fun, Rod. It's fun. Talk to me in four months would be what okay. I say. I'm not gonna okay. I'm not gonna disagree with anything that you just said. All I will say is it's awful easy to be the pop when you're the new thing. All right. When you're the new kid in town, when you're the yeah, unexpected, they've been around for a while, dude. Expected. They've been around for a while. Well, I know, but not in AEW, Jim. That's the new thing, right? Brian Danielson being there is the new thing. CM Punk being there is the new thing. You know, I mean, this, they're all the new thing when they pop over there and they get to, and they get a huge response and it's all cool. But talk to me, you know, when you said it's starting to get crowded and they're not necessarily the new thing on AEW anymore. And then they're like, oh, that's right. We have CM Punk and we have Brian Danielson and we have Keith Lee and we have all these, you know, talk to me again. You're going to have the same problem that you complain about with the WWE sooner or later over there. It's easy for you guys to get the pops and to be all excited about AEW right now. But sooner or later, all the same things you guys complain about with the monolith are going to start infecting your plucky little upstart that you all love so much <laughs> at EW. You're a plucky little upstart. Uh, I, I just I got to be the one guy that pushes back against the constant AEW love. You know what I mean? Like I, I, if I'm if I'm the bad guy wearing the black hat, fine. But I just I mean it's just you know everybody all the time is oh AEW's doing it so much better. Oh they let these guys be them. Oh yeah, they let wrestlers wrestle. I mean like yeah. okay fine. Cool. It's all great, but it's it's so easy for them to be that right now because all anybody does is complain about the WWE. So it's so easy for WWE for AEW to seem cool because all anybody does is complain about the WWE. But what I contend and have said many times on this podcast is AEW doesn't even get the chance to be cool right now if WWE doesn't exist and we should all Correct. give it its proper respect. Of course. All right, let's talk about a premium live event, Rod. Does that Damn sound right. Premium, All right. Premium, premium live, live event. event from Saudi Arabia. The $60 million event that helps the uh, the books a lot there, which, you know what, if someone gives me $60 million, I'll probably go somewhere too. I was going to say, uh, I'll have Goldberg fight if somebody wants to give me $60 million. So we have – I will do a lot for that. Um, so – We've seen a lot of these now, so we know what what to expect. Nothing huge as far as storylines going forward. Uh, Some decent matches, even awesome matches uh, in some cases. Uh, But again, nothing really earth-shattering has happened in the past. Uh, You don't think we're getting that this time, though, huh? Because I think we might. We might get a couple things this time, but I'm going to reserve judgment. I think it's going to be a good show. Top to bottom is pretty strong, but... um, Let's kind of well, get again, right into Tell the people when they can watch this one live. It's what is it's another Thursday like, afternoon gig, is it not? No, it's Saturday. It's Saturday at like noon. Oh, it's a so Saturday. It's, okay, but it is it's really not afternoon. bad. It's really not bad. All right. It's not a Thursday afternoon this time. It's no, it's Saturday not a Thursday afternoon. at like 9 a.m. Uh, for us because, of course. Um, so we have, uh, let's see, the Elimination Chamber this Saturday. Ronda Rousey and Naomi against Charlotte Flair and Sonya. And if you haven't seen the Naomi-Charlotte match from SmackDown, very nicely done. That really uh, was that very match. nicely done, man. I was the Charlotte Flair is the absolute queen, right? Because that's how that's that's me. I understood that Naomi wrestled her ass off in that match too, but Charlotte Flair is what made that match possible. Charlotte Flair being who she is is what made that match and people be on the edge of their seat every time the ref got to two. God bless Charlotte Flair. So happy Ronda and Naomi against Flair and Sonya. I'm gonna go Flair and Sonya on this one. I think they're gonna get the win. Yeah, I hate always agreeing with you on these, but I just don't see a scenario in which Naomi and Ronda Rousey beat Charlotte in the WWE official right now at Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, we're going to have Rousey and Flair at Mania, and that's when she's going to hopefully get the belt. Uh, But you never know. I mean, things can change. The SmackDown titles, we have the Usos against the Viking Raiders. Uh, We've seen this, uh, you know, combination over the past couple of weeks. We're going to have a good match, solid match overall, but I don't see the Usos losing this one. 
Yeah, I I keep thinking to myself, when are we going to have the Usos lose? But, you know, I still, I, I kind of hope that it's probably going to be the Street Profits again at some point, possibly. So that's that's kind of what I'm holding out hope for. And also, you, you build up the Viking Raiders as these guys who just pillage and raid. And then the Usos just kind of sneak Viking. up out of nowhere and hit them with a couple of, uh, a couple of forearms. And they're just laying down and they can't, oh my goodness, we just got attacked by the Usos out of nowhere with oh, just no! forearms. <laughs> that was, that's trained credulity a little bit. I mean, I get the uh, attack out of nowhere, but the Uso should have had some chairs or something. Something a little uh, a little more than that. Uh, and then, hey, your boy Madcap Moss against Drew McIntyre. So we are we are going to still get that? I wondered if we were going to keep, you know, dancing around a little bit more with that one, with uh, the, the whole doctor visit that he, uh, that he tried to go to. I wondered if we were going to see something else again on SmackDown on Friday, and maybe that won't happen. And if it that's did, is it going to be the pre-show? I don't know if there is a pre-show for this one. Uh, I, I would think that this would have to be between... This might be the second-to-last match, the way they book stuff, because, you know, it's kind of the... It's going to be a quick... I, this is going to be like a two-minute match, I have a feeling. So, I, I mean, this is because we're getting Corbin and McIntyre at WrestleMania, and then... This I believe is a- so. Yeah, that'll be like a day one, you know, second, third match on the card, maybe. All right. I mean, you know, they're, they're definitely building Corbin up, and I'm, I like seeing my boy out there again. You know, he's he's happy. He's undefeated since he won the jackpot. But I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm reserving judgment on Madcap Moss right now. But of course, there's no way he beats Drew McIntyre. Not at all. Uh, women's Elimination Chamber match to see who's going to face Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. So that was going to be my question to you. I, I was a little unclear as to what exactly was at stake in the Women's Elimination Chamber, but whoever wins this faces Becky, huh? Uh, I believe that's what they said, yes. But honestly, it could have changed. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what it is. Uh, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Dewdrop, Nikki A.S.H., and a mystery person so far. We don't know that. We don't know yet as of this recording. Okay, but who are who are your your Meltzerites and saying it's going to be? I don't know if Edge was on here. I'd say the wife, but I don't think. I, I have no idea. Uh, Alexa Bliss. That's what go. I wonder. I mean, because they're giving us a bunch of airtime with Alexa and her therapist. Do we know this therapist, by the way? Has he ever showed up before? I haven't caught most of the therapy segments. I can't remember. All right. I would just because I, I kind of I half wondered about him. I mean, he's not completely yoked up or anything, but I did kind of wonder no, if like if we had ever, ever seen this dude before. They've brought back some some uh, therapists uh, in the day uh, multiple times, but you know, we'll see. So. Uh, what about Asuka? Are we any closer to Asuka is the other reason I want to talk about this mystery person. I'm ready for yeah. the prince, the Empress of Tomorrow to be back anytime soon. It would it would be WWE to debut her at noon on a Saturday in Saudi Arabia. Um, Asuka wouldn't be too bad. Asuka and Becky. But then Becky would have to win because Asuka's won the last two against her. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, I think we're clearly rolling with big-time Becks winning for a little while, don't you? I think so because I think they want Ronda and her to to go at it again, which they should. I mean, that, that's that's the big money thing there. Um, I don't know. This is this is going to be tough. I do you do Bianca and Becky at Mania? No, I mean it, it's probably it's probably the best match. Rhea is still kind of a tweener type. You know, some you know what they're look- doing. You know what they're doing to Rhea Ripley, Jimmy. Rhea Ripley is Raw's female version of Big E right now. Is essentially yes. what they're doing to Rhea Ripley. Except she never got a title run like that. Like, well, yeah, I mean, she did. But she had the belt for a bit. But yeah, you know what I mean, they, but once they took it from her, they're just kind of like, uh, yeah, we now know absolutely nothing to do with you. But you're still kind of a badass, so we're gonna have you around. But we really have no idea what to do with you. I, I mean, who's that's who I'd love this? to see that match. I'd love to see Rhea Ripley win that match, but she's not going to. I don't think. I don't think so. I mean, she had a pretty good run today in the gauntlet, but I think Liv. I think Liv might win that match. <sighs> really? I really do. I really do. I got to go with my namesake here on this one, Jim. I just like they've. Why else are we pushing Liv Morgan? I mean, she still has I a terrible know, record. For Mania, though. I just. I want. Listen, okay. We 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 dance around this so often because we 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 love the ladies. All right. Let me quote Brian Fantana here. We love the ladies. All right. We're all for equality here, but we still know that things can be a tad bit old school at times because it's still the chairman running it, right? So just yeah. I have a hard time not believing that Vince isn't like I need Liv Morgan to be a huge star. All right. Because I see the. Let me borrow the young people's the thirst trap comments that are any time a picture of Liv Morgan is up on Twitter, right? I think Vince knows that. I think they want Liv Morgan to be a thing. So I could see in this kind of a match where it's not for the belt, it's in Saudi Arabia, I could see Liv Morgan coming out on top here. 
I'm so glad I don't know what thirst trap picture or whatever you just said means. I'm so glad I'm I'm an old. Um, See, but you're going to have to start knowing these things because your kids are going to be surfing the social media webs before too long, and you're going to have to know these things, Jimmy. So Bianca won tonight, right? So that kind of tells me she's not going to win the chamber. So that kind of defeats the purpose. And Bianca's the, I talk about this, this is one of my stalking horses here on the wrestling show, but Bianca Belair is that person that just, she's fine. She's, Bianca Belair's a badass. She's over. Everybody loves Bianca Belair. You can do almost anything you want with her and it doesn't really matter. She's over. Yeah, correct. Uh, And honestly, you know, Rhea and Bianca could do something at Mania together. Absolutely. That'd be a great match. All right, I'm going, I'm going mystery person. Yeah, there going, you go. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going mystery person. I'm going Liv Morgan, but I, the, the, your your bet of mystery person is good there. Why else are they giving us that if it's not somebody who could win? So do drop it is. Okay. Uh, let's go to <laughs> Universal title. Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. Goldberg, I believe, has been back for about six years now and has wrestled a combined total of 42 minutes in all yeah. of his matches. And, uh, but he swears to us this time that this is different, Jim. He's not just coming back for a quick match in Saudi Arabia. This time it's for real, right? Isn't that what he told us in his in his interview? Uh, sure. That's 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 what he said. Um, he's also playing a character. Uh, I mean, Roman Reigns is winning this match now. Could could Lesnar interfere and cost him the belt like Reigns cost him the belt? Wouldn't it be funny if neither of them were champions and they just went in and beat the hell out of each other at WrestleMania? But then we'd have to have Goldberg wrestle at WrestleMania, would we not? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> you don't want that, do you? No. <laughs> I think we might see a title change hands in Saudi Arabia, but I don't think it's going to be in the Universal title match. No, I, I mean, think I it think could Rain, possibly be in the WWE title match. Reigns has to win this, right? Yeah, definitely Reigns. Here's the question with this match. Everybody knows Reigns is winning this match. Here's the question. Does Goldberg wrestle for longer than 10 minutes? That's the question. Oh, God, no. Does no, he wrestle no, no. for longer than five minutes? Uh, yes, I would put the over under at six, six thirty one. So he does, he does not clear eight minutes. So let me, let me back off from the 10. He does not clear eight. I'm thinking, honestly, it's around seven between seven and eight. So, I mean, it could be like, I would say no more than eight 15. All right. So, so eight 15 would be the tough number by Vegas. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. So Goldberg is back. Yay. Great. Wonderful. Like, let, let me ask you this. Okay. Here's the last Goldberg question I have for you. How much of the pops that are definitely muted for Goldberg but still seem popish? how much of those are created by the WWE, and how much of that is just WWE fans doing it almost half-heartedly and joking? Or are people still excited to see Goldberg? When you're at a live event, I mean, heck, if Goldberg came at a live event for me, I'd probably, I'd probably pop for it because, you know, it's the music, it's the entrance and things like that. So I think it's that. It's, you know, people like to see title changes. People like to see surprises. People like to see something different than say, hey, I was there when this happened. So I think that's more along the lines. That's why when when heels win a title, there's a lot of cheering as well. Just because, oh, wow, we saw that, you know? Yeah, that's true. But there are some heels, though, because we talk about this often, though, too. There's some heels that are just, you know, they're just magnetic and you're just drawn to them. You know what I mean? A.K.A. your Seth Rollins, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Kevin Owens just did a scathing promo on the state of Texas and doesn't want to be on the WrestleMania card. So I have a feeling uh, Kevin Owens is either going to get A, a tombstone, uh, B, a stunner, or C, both in Texas at WrestleMania. Just throwing that out there. I like a lot of heat from our guy KO recently. A lot of mic love time. Love KO. Love yeah, he's doing, KO. Love what he's doing. Not really sure where we're headed, but love what he's doing. Uh, Raw Women's Championship, Lita is back against Becky Lynch. And I cannot remember, I think last year they actually wrestled, the women wrestled in their, in some kind of gear. I don't think they had to wear the whole full thing. No, but it was like, it was, it was like a, it was like a weird t-shirt. It's kind of like an oversized t-shirt kind of thing. Yeah. So Lita and Becky Lynch, honestly, this is a, this is kind of a dream match. You know, uh, you know, Lita's older now, hasn't been wrestling as much. Uh, Becky Lynch is at the top of her game, but I think they're going to have a pretty decent match together. And I, I think, uh, I mean, definitely Lita wins, right? I'll put Becky Lynch down for both of us. Let me, so let's have the Becky Lynch conversation then. Sure. Where are we at with Becky Lynch right now, Jim? Where are we at with Becky Lynch right now? Do you like Big Time Bex? Do you find Big Time Bex funny? Do you find it uh, intriguing? Do you find her, you know, I'm, where are we at with Big Time Bex? I like this Lita thing more than I had 
the previous, the dewdrop and, and, and the big glasses and things like that. She's kind of gotten a little bit more serious, uh, which I like more, but she is a baby face through and through. She wanted to be a heel. She's doing the best she can. I just don't know if it was the best it was the best time for her to do that. You know, I'm kind of I'm kind of over the the big glamorous type things. Not as over as Ric Flair is. Ric Flair hates Becky Lynch. I understand that. But I just I, she's okay. I like to see her more um more realistic, you know, as you know, hardcore type of person other than the flamboyant type. I just think it's awfully hard right now, and I, again, I'm going to praise All Queen to speaking to Ric Flair, his daughter Charlotte here, but it's just awfully hard to try to pull off the heel female, I'm the best gimmick right now with 13-time champion Charlotte Flair just dominating people left and right, and just frankly, her promos are better, right? Her promos are better. She's better at standing there. How dare you? She's just better at it than Becky Lynch is, and I'm going to let the listeners in on something you told me. Oh, great. Ronda Rousey's a heel. And so is Becky Lynch. And so is Charlotte Flair. Like, yeah. that, that's a problem. You know what I mean? Like, that's a problem. We can't have the three biggest, baddest women stars in the company all trying to fight each other to be the number one heel. It's not going to work. And it's, I mean, it's not working. They they had to sit Ronda down and say, listen, I know you're mad at people for booing you. It's cool. Be a good guy now. So. I think it'll be a solid matchup. I think they're going to give him a, a little bit of time, but uh, I think Lynch does uh, end up winning this one. Yeah, and I just, I, I mean, does are we to believe that this happened because Lita, like, they, she popped at Rumble more than people thought? Was this something they had presupposed out? I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not as excited about Lita coming back. We just kind of trashed Goldberg, and we're just sort of letting Lita off the hook here. Well, but uh, Lita doesn't come back all the time, and Lita will definitely wrestle a lot more than Goldberg, and is a lot better wrestler than Goldberg. Always has been, always will be. Um, no, this was, I, this was, I think in the plans, uh, this was in the plans. Cause they know, they know Lita's gets over pretty, pretty big. And she is, she is how old? I mean, again, I know this is not the greatest thing to talk about women's age, but she is how old getting ready to wrestle this match? Oh, she's gotta be, what is she? She's gotta be upper forties. I would say. So, okay. 46. So she's 46. So, okay. All right. So I was, I figured she was probably in her upper forties. So she could, she could still probably go. I hope we see a pretty good match between them. Cause of course you're right. Lita brings excitement. I mean, you know, we all remember those early Hardy days when she was just, she was lightning in a ring. Oh, that was fantastic. Essay Rios as well. Don't, don't forget her, uh, him, um, elimination chamber. Here we go, Rod. Austin theory. Seth freaking Rollins, your boy. Love Seth freaking Rollins. Bobby Lashley, the champion. Love Bobby Lashley. This is a huge shift for me, but love Bobby Lashley. Brock Lesnar, the beast incarnate. Matt Riddle. And AJ Styles. I love that the Phenomenal One is in this match, right? Because I don't want us to forget about the Phenomenal One because he is an excellent wrestler and he is also the Vanimal's favorite wrestler. And he is somebody who wrestled against the Phenom, right? Anybody who's wrestled the Phenom deserves to get some respect in the WWE. So I'm glad that he's in this match. But there's no chance AJ Styles is walking out no, of this elimination I, And I hope, I hope over the past year or so, he's, his body's had a chance to heal in all these tag matches and tag programs are doing. And he's looking for a really big run or something like that in 2022. I think that would be cool. But yeah, he's not winning. Uh, Austin Theory is not winning the championship. Matt Riddle. Is I want to see. Winning. I want to see Austin Theory get stomped. We brought him up earlier. I want to see Austin Theory in that match just get stomped. Right. I want to see like Lashley have a run at him at one point. I want to see Lesnar just completely destroy him at one point. I want to see Rollins hammer on him. Like he needs to just get worked in that match, and that's what he needs to be in it for. Well, someone has to be thrown around by Lesnar and, and Lashley, so that'll definitely happen. But that's also Riddle. Like that's basically Riddle's gig. Like that's what Riddle's best at in the ring. He's like all Riddle ever does is get hammered. <laughs> in every sense of the word, correct? That's very true. Um, I I think it comes down to the last two people are going to be Lesnar and Lashley. I really think so, and I think Lesnar's going to come out the champion in this one. That's what I was going to ask you. Are we really to believe that the WWE wants belt versus belt at WrestleMania? Or are they giving us that as a deke and Bobby Lashley's going to walk out and still be the almighty? I think if they do belt versus belt, people are going to expect the belts to be unified, but I don't think they're going to unify the belts. I think they're going to do a tournament or something afterwards. They have the firepower to end night one with Rousey and Flair. Easily. That's a big enough match to highlight the first night of WrestleMania. 
the Lesnar and Reigns is a big enough match to to highlight uh, the night two. They could easily have both people lose the belts and just have them fight at Mania too. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let that go. I'm not gonna let that go right now. But I think wow, Lesnar. I, I think Lesnar wins. I, I they might. I mean, they could. They could just say screw it, and Lesnar's like, I I want Roman. But you're giving him way more credit than you normally do because that would indicate that they have some sort of a long term plan, and you always tell us that they do not. Well, no, that's like not a long term plan at all. It's like, oh, it doesn't matter. He won the Rumble. Who cares? Type of well, thing. I guess what I meant by that is if you're going to have other champions at WrestleMania, hopefully you've got a couple of other stories in your bag that you're going to try to tell coming out of WrestleMania. If you're going to have just Charlotte and, and uh, Ronda go at it with no belts and Brock and Roman go at it with no belts. That's all I meant. But, of course, again, you're right. No storytelling. How dare I even think that? How dare you? So who's going to come out, Rod? Who's going to win this one? I, I think it's got to be – I think it's got to be – Brock Lesnar. I really do. I think I'm with you. I think they want to go belt versus belt because that's the way that they can. They, they, they've been really hyping this stupendous thing up to the point of where they're almost stupendous. getting made fun of. <laughs> by even McAfee's making the fun of them. <laughs> yeah. So I think that they, they kind of realize that they almost need belt versus belt on night two to be able to help pull that off. So I think, I think Lesnar's walking out of here with the belt. And that is your, uh, what are these things called, Rod? Premium live events. That is your premium live event elimination chamber scheduled for this Saturday. Uh, SmackDown on Friday, Rod. I hear there's a title change on Friday. Did you hear about that? Uh, no. Is Sami Zayn going to take uh, Shinsuke Nakamura's title? I hear there's a title change. Ah, so you're not willing to tell the folks, huh? Look at you. You're being you're 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 good to the people. You're going to do no spoilers here on the Yeah We Know podcast, Jimmy. I appreciate that. Exactly. So, what do we got coming up this week from Balls and Brew? The Morgan, you know, what's going on, bud? I think we will uh, we'll do mostly uh, just kind of wrap up Super Bowl stuff with uh, Mr. Williams. Uh, you know, he loves talking about the uh, coaching decisions, so we'll get his thoughts on a few of the decisions made and not made in Super Bowl Fifty Six, and uh, then we'll uh, we'll touch on the NBA, and uh, maybe we'll even have you on to touch on the NBA with old uh, Chris and I. We need somebody else on there to uh, to mediate the fights that Chris and I always seem to get in about the NBA as we're uh, approaching the All Star break here this weekend. Yeah, let me tell you, I wanted I have so many thoughts on this trade deadline and and all these. Every everything going on so definitely want to get on there we'll have a yeah we know podcast hopefully beginning of next week uh going over the elimination chamber and see where they're going from there we should have a really clear road to wrestlemania after that and we got the oscars around the corners i wanted to drop that in for folks Uh as well oscars are always big here at the morgan you know universe i will admit that uh my dauber is down about the oscars a little bit this year like everybody else because the movie business is so convoluted and messed up but we're still going to do our best to try to talk about the nominations ahead of the oscars so uh any folks out there that enjoy our oscars coverage we know the movies now i'm going to start trying to watch what is it like the power of the dog is a big one Sure, I, I don't know. Is Spider Man? I that, that is that is that in there? I mean, you know, you probably got your sound editing and your special effects and uh, mm. and your things of that nature, but I don't think it was nominated for Best Picture. No. What about Nope? Oh, uh, that's not out yet. I, I know. I know. <laughs> I just wanted to say it because I think it's the greatest title ever. People so. were excited <laughs> about that one, but that, I like to give people uh, little teasers, right? I kept telling people Bonfire of the Vanities, and then I paid that one off. So Oscars will be around the corner. So try to. Try to do your best to watch those if that's something you like. we got plenty of things available for you here at the Morgan Eno Podcast Network and over at themorganino.com where, don't forget, you can check in on the Mrs. Morgan Eno's My Ambitions as a Writer blog. You have been listening to the Yeah We Know Podcast. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Hot Rod. I want to come back and again try to grasp a hold of this thread that I have started ever since I came to the Yeah We Know podcast. The Rock showed up at the Super Bowl, and the reason The Rock showed up at the Super Bowl is because he is then going to follow it up by showing up at WrestleMania. So never fear, The Rock still, still is coming to WrestleMania. I'm going to cling onto that with my cold, dead hands, to quote Charlton Heston.